Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. I don't have any idea what to say other than, hey, this is the second part of the Halloween episode. Let's just get into it. Okay. turns back towards you guys i think we should let this guy go hostile takeover greg's pretty cool (laughs) this is a clear ruse hostile takeover greg i don't don't even know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) what what condition is tj in right now is he grabbed by hostile takeover greg no i I escaped you got out he did he escaped he's like next to you like trying to pull the sniper rifle up this thing work i'm gonna shoot this guy in his face let's see here (laughs) I'm going to tackle Tass and pin him to the ground. Roll act under pressure. Dang. Uh, that would be a six. Or I'm sorry, 12. I don't know numbers. <laughs> Two of those. You are on top of Tass. You've got him pinned to the ground, holding the sniper rifle away so that he can't aim it at anybody. Tass, roll cool with a plus one. Oh, goody. Nine. Man, it's me. You just gotta just ignore it, man. It's totally me. <laughs> this is fine. Shit. You should get him in the circle. The hostile takeover Greg's the worst, even though he's really cool, but he's the worst. You should get him. I'm gonna grab the sniper rifle off of him. I'm gonna scoop back and try and shoot uh hostile takeover Greg. Roll kick some ass. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, six. So, Pinhead, you must have blacked out for a second. You remember summoning a demon, and now the cultists look like they're trying to kill it. And I'm holding a gun, and I don't understand why. Now you've got a gun. What horse shit is this? <laughs> Throw the gun on the ground. I can't do shit. Don't look at me. <laughs> um, This is the Halloween episode, though, so I'm eating candy while we play. I mean, I guess I still want to kick Greg's ass, though. He is trying a hostile takeover me. He is, he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to whip him with the chain. All right, roll kick some ass. Uh, 10. All right. What is your extra effect? Extra harm. Task roll cool plus two. Oh, thank God. 
God. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Plus two is still a six. Tash, you get the sensation of vertigo as your perspective shifts. You were looking up at TJ as he struggled to keep you pinned, but you weren't in control of the body. But now you're able to move. You're in control of the body, but you're not where you were before. You're surrounded by cultists with knives and about six or seven feet away. You see TJ pinning you to the ground with Jake standing behind him. Oh, no. Can I move? Can I react? Can I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are in full control of your body. I think they see Greg standing there for a second, and then I start punching myself in the face. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to work, but here we go. Yeah, join him. Greg's on the move, man. Kill him. Oh, wait. No, that doesn't sound great. (laughs) Never mind. It's me. It's Tass. It really is. Ask me anything. Um, I, I don't even ask him anything. I just hold out my hand with my middle finger pointed down, and I'm waiting for him. As you reach out, taking one hand off of Hostile Takeover Greg, you get flipped and pinned. Ah, damn it. Come on, get him. I'm just going to go ahead and knee him in the groin. Roll kick some ass. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I hope you liked that groin that you're not going to have after you come back. Uh, that'd be a 12. Taz, Mark, one armor defeating harm. <laughs> I'm Good. so sorry, friend. I'm so sorry. I'm unstable. And it seems like in a far off place in a distant room, you can hear yourself screaming in pain and there's a red pulse of light, but it doesn't seem like it belongs to you right now. Cool. Greg, is this your form of penance for having tried to rebel? You cause yourself pain to serve our order. Is this to me like Toss will take over Greg? I don't know how to even begin to answer this. (laughs) I get this now. Okay. I didn't understand what was going on, but now I get it. You've switched bodies. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. That was so confusing. No, it Uh, wasn't. (laughs) It really was. It really was. Oh, my God. God, you you see the hostile takeover Greg's like quote unquote real body reach out and do the do uh, it is our literal secret handshake and I make the noise and everything which is and I go back and I God I gotta get him off of me now <laughs> he's in there I I don't know what how to get back I don't know how to switch Jake's gonna kill me well get him off of me at least so as your brain is spinning you're trying to figure out what's going on here read a bad situation okay. Oh my god, six. So as you're trying to figure out what is going on here, how to get your body back or how to get him out of you and back into him, the tassel on the floor screams out, get him, Bloodwing, and the bird starts to flap around your face and uh, stagger you backwards back into the circle. What are you guys doing? Greg never answered my question, so I don't know. He didn't. He didn't answer your question. He started to move and then he got knocked back by a bird. Yeah, there's a bird flapping around his face. I want Uh, to free myself from this terrible grasp. All right, roll act under pressure. Um, that would be a four. Uh, so as you try to get unpinned from hostile takeover Greg, I mean Tass, <laughs> you see Tass's eyes flare up and you're looking up at you. Oh my God. Yeah. So you are staring up at you. I'm a handsome fellow. You are. Come on, friends. We got to make sure we get this guy. He's tricky. And me as Tass, as Mordecai, I'm going to say, <laughs> um, Get him, Bloodwing, and I'm going to uh, launch Bloodwing at Prince Eric Takeover Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Bloodwing flies off of the demon at the center of the circle. Yeah, the bird is flapping around, and you are able to get unpinned from underneath 
hostile takeover TJ? Um, I want to be like taking stock now and go, wait a minute, I am this gross thing. Do I feel like I had his abilities at all? You don't. Okay. Nor do you feel like you have yours. Oh, I'm just a meat bag. I'm just a magic skeleton <laughs> held together by electricity and dreams. <laughs> Good. Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, I simply can't make heads or tails of this. <laughs> I love the bird hurting everybody. That's cool with me. Your guys' little tussle on the ground. Nice. Greg, you did not answer my question. Is this your penance? Because I am prepared to forgive you and accept you back into the order. You do good work. But you have to tell me that you're that you're sorry and the hostile takeover business is done. And I get to give you a new nickname. Uh, roll, since you're trying to kind of lessen the situation, roll to get your senses back. I'm back in my right mind. Uh, I don't know if you're going to help us or not, man, but I'm not really him. He took over my body, and I'm Tass in this body, and I don't know how to get him out or what to do. I have nothing. Cheers. And then I'm going to run over and just tackle both of them that are grappling on the ground. (laughs) Okay, so knowing that Greg is switching bodies, I want to kind of read who's left in the fight over there and see which one of them I think he's controlling right now like i know he's like oh he jumped to my body but a bunch of weird shit's been going on over there in the last few moments and i he might have jumped again and i want to see if i can pick up any cues that tell me all right roll investigate a mystery uh nine you get to hold one what happened here so hostile takeover greg appeared and at some point once he felt like he was in a lot of danger he used his primary ability, which is a hostile takeover of another body. As they were struggling, he realized that the body he was in wasn't faring much better than his previous body, and so he did it again and jumped into TJ's body. So right now you can tell, because you're used to everybody's mannerisms, you know how Tass moves and how TJ moves, and oddly enough, you know how hostile takeover Greg moves, because he's an invention from your head. This isn't real, but it is real. So you know that hostile takeover Greg is in TJ's body, TJ is in Tass's body, and Tass is in hostile takeover Greg's body. (laughs) Okay, the next thing I want to do is banish a spirit or curse from the person, object, or place it inhabits. All right, rule use magic. Oh! Ten. Yeah! It works. (laughs) There is a very quiet, still moment as you throw your hands out and this energy shoots from your fingertips and weaves into one of TJ's nostrils and then out of his ear and then into Tass's ear and out of his eye socket and then into Hostel Greg's mouth and it all seems to stir around behind his eyes and little pulses of energy trace between these three people and you think everybody's back in the right place. Oh, my nuts! <laughs> <laughs> and Hostile Takeover Greg is in the center of the circle, and he is uh, he is in a bad way. For the love of God, shoot him with your gun that hurts him very badly. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to pick it up and try to fire off All a shot. All right, roll kick some ass. Good gravy. God bless oh, America! Well, here's the good news. Mordecai leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> So that's fun. Good, good. And, and what is Mordecai taking? Mordecai is taking, I forget what it's called. I'll have to get the book. But whatever the uh, chosen playbook's uh, ability is that has two armor, I'm taking that. for sh- I found an upgrade on the path. I found it in a chest, and it happened to be purple, and it was armor. That is what I pick. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> 
you feel like you might just be a little too close to use this sniper rifle. And uh, hostile takeover Greg reaches out and grabs the gun and pulls it into the circle with him. <laughs> oh, good. As your armor upgrades um, and you drop the old armor a few miles over it, it tells you how much it'll sell for. <laughs> good, good. What are you guys doing? I'm going to try and F up Greg, so I'm going to go for a stab in his chest. All right, roll kick some ass. Nine. Uh, So you take two points of damage as Hostile Takeover Greg bites at your cutlass hand, uh, and you see the blade just kind of bounce off of his skin. Ouchie, jerk. Okay, I'm going to magic missile this guy and hope that he dies. Okay, (laughs) uh, roll use magic. Yeah, I absolutely oh, shoot, do it, dude. Uh, so one harm, ignore armor. He feels that and he staggers backwards and he drops the sniper rifle. Uh, I want to try to roll forward, grab the sniper rifle um, and like kip up and use him as leverage to like somersault back to safety. All right. Uh, yeah, roll it. Daredevil move. Don't fail me now. Oh, that's a seven. So I think what I want that to be is I want to take one forward. So yeah, you flip over and uh, get your gun back and jump off of him and are able to get to the other side of the circle. Sweet. I'm going to try and see if this guy has any weak spots on him because it seems like all I'm doing is just kind of putzing around with this sword. How are you going to see if he's got any weak spots on him? I'm going to examine his body with my spyglass that I have because Prince Eric has a spyglass. All right. So you uh, take a couple steps back and Mm -hmm. you pop out your spyglass (laughs) and you start to slowly look over his body. Uh, Roll investigate a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. That's with sharp. Uh, That'll be an eight. All right. You get a hold one. I would like to know what can hurt it. Magic can hurt it. It seems like it has a very thick skin, and so blades and guns seems like they'd have to be pretty heavy duty to hurt him. But you also think that if you could get all of the cultists to strike as one, that it would be enough damage to kill him. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, then I'm going to uh, use my immortal name to try and get the cultists on my side to uh, stab at this jerk. Uh, that would be a seven. Yeah, so they will help you out, but because they are cultists, they they want something in return for the seven to nine, uh, and sticking in the theme of Prince Eric, they will help you kill this monster in one final fell blow, but you have to sacrifice your voice to them. <laughs> your voice will belong to them. Uh, how do I even do that? Do they have like a contract? Oh, they, they got a whole thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. Fine, Whatever. Is what I say. No, we can't lose that. <laughs> and the most annoying okay. <laughs> Prince Eric. I so could... yeah, they uh, they uh, he shakes his hands with you, and they all thrust out as one, and hostile takeover Greg goes down. His body sinks back into the stone and vanishes into the underworld from which he was summoned. And as he does, a white glowy wisp comes out of your throat <laughs> and into one of the cultists' hands. And then they say, Oh, right. We were trying to kill you guys before. I suppose we should get back on that train. (laughs) No, no. Remember, I am your god now. And he tried to usurp us. We are on the same team. Roll it. I'm good. Okay. Oh, right, right. So they're with you. Yeah. So now go go kneel around the circle Uh, and say 10 Hail Marys, but backwards. And you see one of the guys, (laughs) the guy who has the wispy ball. He looks around. He puts it into his mouth. Okay, we'll go do that right hey, now. Hey, no. 
bad. You give that back to him. It's hard for me to communicate with minions that can't talk. No, sorry. There are ramifications. (laughs) And he kneels down at the circle. And before they were all like, oh, and now he's at the top. He's like, (laughs) he's harmonizing with the other cultists. And you guys make it out of this room. The door slams shut behind you. So the three of you are able to rush through the door now that the creature has been defeated and the cultists are back singing their beautiful song. The wall falls back into place and seals that room closed. This room smells horrible. There are body parts and blood and carnage everywhere. And in the middle of the room stands a very tall figure pointing at another door. The figure looks at you and says, Doorway. It's lurch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did he just make his way through while we were all... <laughs> he must have, because none of us acknowledged him. <laughs> the whole time. And so I think he just walked through and got in the room and waited politely. Yeah. What a yep. guy. Forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot about him lurch. and his already established three damage that he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fine. That's we'll the, get him next that's time. That's the problem with the butlers. You really got to tell them everything you want done. And if you don't, they just kind of return. He's like a Roomba. <laughs> I'm going to go to Lurch and say, Lurch, do you have... Oh, no, I can't say anything. You can't. I'm going to just start pointing out to my wounds in my body and like waving my hands like, help. I can try and use magic to heal one harm at a time. Oh, no. Really? I'm in a bad way, so I wouldn't say no to one harm healed. That doesn't stabilize, though, does it? It does not. And everyone that I do, there's a chance, one, that it fails, and two... That I go back to being Pinhead, so... Well, I mean, today's as good a day as any to die, so... Do it. Okay. First, the sanity. I don't think you have to roll the sanity. Okay. With the intent to heal. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, You heal one harm. Yay! Yeah. From that one, because that was a 13. TJ, you want me to try one on you? Yeah, uh, might as well. G- At least give, one. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's a seven. Uh, so heal one harm, and I don't know what glitch to choose for that one. It doesn't last very it, long. Yeah, right? Like, how's that work? Yeah. The, or the, the effect wound is, just reopens after a while. Yeah, or the effect is weakened, or... Uh, heal it, one half damage. It has Oof. a problematic side effect, and you get to decide how that resolves. So you're healed for the one. So your problematic side effect of uh, Pinhead trying to heal you, Jake, show TJ what your paper says. Because that's now you as well. Oh, man. What? Don't you peek. So I think that's your one magical side effect. All right. Watching the wound on each of them heal up, Lurch understands what's going on now, and he rummages in his pockets, and he goes up to Tass. Uh, Give me 2d6. Oh. Because one of Lurch's jobs as the housekeeper was also a caregiver. Oh. Uh, He got a 12 on Medic. Oh. So you are healed too and stabilized. Nice. Way to go. Thanks, Lurch. No problem. Anyone else? I'm waving my hand at him, like pointing at myself. Eleven. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for bad news. (laughs) See things going south, and eventually TJ is just thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anybody else? Everybody good? Yeah, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks for those, mister. You're welcome. They rolled better for you than they ever did for me. I couldn't believe I gave him no, he has no cool. Nice.
So yeah, you guys are standing inside of this room that is just piles of body parts and bowls of blood and stacks of bone. Um, Okay, before we move on, I want to enchant your cutlass. Really? It was no good back there. I want to make it good. I pull my cutlass out and I hold it out flat. I take it from him Uh and I fuck up royally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. What is the fail on use magic? Uh, Technically, you lose all control sorts of magic. Of <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So Jake reaches out and touches your sword, and as he does, it phases through your hands and through the floor and is gone. Boy, I'm just real sorry about a lot of what's <laughs> happening here tonight. I don't have anything to give you either. Like <laughs> I don't either. Oh shit! Oh my! Oh no! Can I, like, break off a piece of bone and, like, a shiv and enchant it and give it to TJ? I think enchanted it would do two damage. And be magic. Yeah, and magic. Yeah, that's fair. Ew. I, this is unpleasant for me, but it seems necessary. Uh, seven. Uh, so enchant a weapon. It gains plus one harm and plus magic. The glitch is, uh, I'm going to say the magic draws immediate unwanted attention. <laughs> All right, so you go to cast this spell, and as you are attempting to make this weapon out of a human femur... I'm just like, it's not real, it's not real, none of it's Roll your d6, minus one. Oh, boy. Damn it. Goodbye. That is your unwanted attention. And you see the chains start to kind of snake up around him again, like Dr. Octopus's arms. I mean, my God. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Jake, roll it again. That would put me back in my right mind. So you take three points of damage. Oh. As the snakes start to flail up around you, you get backhanded into the wall, and Lurch goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, thank you, Lurch. That's who boy. Again, I cannot stress enough how sorry I am about this whole thing. I'm never going as a bad guy for Halloween again. I'm never going to Halloween again. Uh, I'll hand the bone knife to Prince Eric. It's gross, but it's better than having nothing. I'm s- I'm so sorry about your sword. I try to put it into my sheath, <laughs> and it obviously does not work. It does not. So I'll just put it in my belt. All right, so you guys are standing in this just room of carnage. All right, what was the next room? I mean, there's just a landing and then the stairs that lead back down, and then uh, like a, a ritual room. Like a room with walls covered in prophecy and creepy words. All right, let's see what that turned into. So you guys go out of this room, and uh, just like Jake said, there is basically a path that you can see drag marks coming into the room. It looks like they have been dragging people into this room to create the carnage in this room to then use that material to decorate and power the room that you guys had just gotten out of. Uh, and there is a set of stairs that go down to the first floor. Yeah, I'll go down. Yep, following them. You come to the bottom of the stairs, and it opens up into another large room. There are altars here, and there are scribblings on the wall, on the floor, on the ceiling in chalk. Some of them are carved into place. Some of them are painted in what must be blood. I want to look for any hidden dangers. Roll three to bed situation. Ten, right? Yeah, it's ten. You get a hold three. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? There are not any dangers in this room that you haven't noticed. There are some what seem like spells and Kabbalistic symbols on the wall that seem like they could be dangerous if activated or recited. Uh, But there is nothing that is immediately a danger to you simply passing through the room. 
So then I'm just going to keep going because there's nobody here. There's no threat that I can see except for these runes, but nobody's here to activate them. So just going to keep on going through. Do you make any of that known, what you just surmised? How can I? Oh, shit. That's a great point. (laughs) So yeah, TJ kind of steps forward into the room, looks around, nods his head, and just starts walking through. I will very tentatively follow him, but like I've got the rifle up and I'm just looking, you know, looking in the corners, looking in the dark spaces. Do I recognize any of these things as like magic? Roll investigative mystery. Uh, Eight. You get a hold one. Uh, What can it do? Yeah, uh, some of these symbols can be activated to empower the user. They can be activated to make some of the effects in the rooms more dangerous. Uh, There are even a couple that can be used to grant protection to the user. Ooh, could I divine how to use them myself? Yeah, with a proper roll magic, you think that you would be able to activate one of them. And I don't think that it's in my current state. It's good for me to use any of those on myself. Read a bad situation. Uh, seven? You get to hold one. What's the biggest threat? Looking back at the pattern that you've gone through so far, you think that Pinhead tries to take over only when you do things that lean into what he is all about. If you try to create a weapon that could hurt people, if you try to damage people, the times that you have tried to possibly save someone or heal someone, he hasn't shown up ever since you've gotten a little more control over it, ever since you were inside of the sacrifice room and didn't give into it. So you think that you might be able to use the protection ward without it possibly bringing him out. Okay, I'm going to see if I can do that then. All right, roll magic. Six. <laughs> have you leveled up yet i'm one away oh good uh yeah you go over to the symbol and you press your hand against it and you utter some words and it does seem to activate and energy flares out from it but you don't feel any different you can't tell where the effect went hey do you remember when you said maybe just sitting down and doing nothing would have been a good idea for me what did you do i'm beginning to agree with you uh, yeah just uh Somebody just probably got some armor in here because <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> so just a heads up, we're gonna we're gonna need to hit someone real hard at some point if I had to guess. Son of a bitch. So you guys head into the next room and in this room there's a sharp ninety degree turn. So you can't see the next room, uh, but there is light coming from it and some shadows moving around which are being cast on the floor and the wall. Can we tell from the shape of the shadow whether or not uh, it's something that we'd be interested in killing? Does it look like a baby? In the shadow, it does not. Okay. It's probably fine then. Yeah, that's that's the only concern. <laughs> if there's a baby, that I don't trust it. The next room was supposed to be like a stealth mission. Oh, all right. Hanging bodies, obstacles behind which to sneak, and cultists on patrol. Oof. So... Who's feeling sneaky and wants to go check it out first? Um, well, I mean, TJ can't make noise with his mouth, at least. Well, that's typically not the concern, I think. <laughs> it's making noise with other things. Oh. All right. Um, all right, I'll, I'll give this a try. All right, roll. Act under pressure to stealth through this room. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. <laughs> uh, I failed. That's a six. 
So you start to sneak around the corner and head down, and Jake and TJ and Lurch, technically Jeff, what you guys see is his shadow long in the hallway, and then it pauses, and then you see a much larger shadow cover it, and then he comes tearing around the corner, and from behind him you hear... And there is something chasing him back into this room. I messed up. I messed up. Um, okay. Here's what I want to see if I can accomplish. I want to string my chain at about ankle height across this doorway and yell at him to jump. You string your chain across the floor. Tass comes running back into the room. I don't think he has any problem following a simple direction. He <laughs> jumps over the chain and around the corner comes barreling this seven foot tall. Looks like it's just made out of mounds of flesh. It has three or four mouths, six or seven eyes, no hair on it, and it's just raw flesh in the sense of, like, rubbed raw and pulsing and dripping and screaming, and it trips over this chain. (laughs) It is laying on the ground, scrambling to get up. Uh, trap a person, minion, or monster, please. All right. Uh, seven. The effect is of short duration. Go, go, go. (laughs) We just getting out of here, or are we trying to take this thing out i'm pointing down the hallway (laughs) go oh i'm pointing to him yeah that let's go all right lurch follow yes lurch follow let's go all right so you guys run down this hallway um in this hallway there are giant pieces of broken column there are corpses just crushed you can tell that this thing is guarding something it is patrolling this hallway but you are able to get through where it patrols and a door slams at the end of the hallway trapping it back in the other room booyah that's the best thing i've done this whole time (laughs) and as he says this giant bouts of flame start to fire up around the room i forgot what the next room was (laughs) (laughs) there are can i just say i did not know what the haunted house was do you guys presented it to me And so it was quite a surprise for me as well to see what you dreamed up. There are giant bouts of flame shooting out of the floor. Body parts rain from the ceiling. (laughs) And blood seems to cake every inch of this place. There are openings on the wall. And it just looks like a garbage chute, except with dead people. Just randomly bodies and body parts falling into and then promptly out of view. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I was running out of ideas at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what is in this room. Just a carousel of horrors. (laughs) Oh, God. We were going to make kids walk through this. <laughs> I, I did not know this was for kids. I thought this was an IPT internal haunted house, so. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's real good. This is really terrible. Like, this this is the worst. Thank you, yeah. Oh, God. And going to try to make my way through this. All right. Uh, so as you start to pass through, a hand reaches out and grabs your foot from one of the piles. I want to step away. And see if there's like an actual living person in there. There's not. It's just an arm by itself. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to boot that into the nearest hole, please. <laughs> it flips you off. Yeah, it gives it you the finger as it flies. <laughs> it joins up with another one in the air and they make the bird and they start flying around the room and towards you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys come to this next room. Uh, There is a giant archway and red and green light spills from out of the room. 
okay, this is the big finish. The big epic sacrifice is happening in the next room. So they might be destroying Grimsby. Mike McVorhees, whatever his <laughs> name was. Yeah, Grim Grimby. Grimby. Yeah. Grimby. Ah, uh, man. Do we think this is going to be Lindsay and the kids? Oh, boy, I don't know. Okay, I mean, you guys know what's going on here, right? You understand that she had she had whatever it was that did this before that, well, it turned other people into their characters. Like, I think it's that lamp. I, I mean, it has to be. We have to find it and destroy it or unwish or something like that, in theory, is is the goal here. Okay, well, hopefully it's in this next room. All right, uh, I'd say do your best to do anything that's saving someone or grabbing that so we don't tempt fate, yeah? I give you a thumbs up. I pull out my magic bone. Please say that any other way. (laughs) (laughs) And I I pull out the magic bone that Jake gave me. (laughs) Just getting worse. Take three. I'm going to take the magic bone that's in my belt. (laughs) Stop Stop using magic bone. I'm going to take the magic femur from my belt and I'm going to get it ready if I need to use it. All right. All that's got to stay. Um. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, anybody else doing anything to prepare? I don't think so. I think we just got to move in there. So you guys enter the next room. Uh, there is, as I said, red and green light spilling throughout the room. At the center of the room, there is a pillar with a lamp on it. And there are five cultists around it. And one of the smallest ones is at the center. And they are raising their hands and touching the lamp. And as they do, jolts of red and green spark from the lamp and go around the room and come back in. And the other four are chanting. I'm pointing at lurch and and then i'm like making a ball with my hand and i'm like throwing it real fast fastball is Uh what i'm trying to get across Uh to to him you want lurch to throw you at it you You wanted him to throw me at it didn't you yeah i'm like nope your plan Uh, and so i go to lurch lurch i I pat him on the chest and i say and i pat me on the chest and i give a throwing motion and point at the lamp he nods. Uh, are you trying to, what, snatch the lamp out of the air as you pass by? Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Roll. Act under pressure. Good God. Ten. Oh, my God. So Lurch picks you up. And uh, can I have two D6, please? He picks you up and he throws you. And you can tell that it is a super strong throw, like inhumanly strong and you actually hear his shoulder pop as he does it oh my god Ooh. and you fly through the air straight at this group and you pass the lamp and you snatch it off of the pillar and you roll to the ground behind the five cultists i in this instant i go we should have had him throw someone that can make a wish <laughs> <laughs> This dark figure appears out of the lamp and looks at you. And using the best throwing my mind thoughts to this genie thingy, shadow thingy, I wish for everything to go back to the way it was before the little girl made her wish. As you Because a dream is a wish your heart makes. (laughs) (laughs) As you think this... The genie raises its hand, and you can see that it does some quick sign language at you. And it says, 
you're not the true master, and then it smiles at you. The little cultist turns around and pulls the hood back, and it is Jaina. Doesn't look like a skull like everyone else does, and she smiles. Are you having fun? Like shaking my head, no. Well, why not? You said you wanted it to be super scary. I made it super scary. Exactly what you guys wanted is happening. And I can't express to her how I'm feeling or how terrible this actually is. Uh, So you are holding the lamp out as you say this, and she snatches it out of your hand. And as she does, the genie comes out and looms over her, just watching you. And as she moves her arms, her head, you can see the genie mimics her movements. Well, what do you want me to do? You guys are so unclear. You said you wanted to be scary, and I made it scary. And as she gets louder, the room physically grows hotter. And you see the red going around the room starts to grow and pulse. Uh, Jaina, you are right. We wanted it to be scary. And like he said, you did a great job. But can I be honest with you? You did such a good job that I'm too scared. I'm too scared. And for me, please, will you put it back to normal? Because this is too spooky the fact that you're not spooked is amazing you must be so brave roll manipulate someone okay uh 10 she walks up to you and looks at you and she reaches up and she touches one of the pins on your head and kind of flicks it owie (laughs) i can't believe you'd be scared you're so scary looking but i guess i don't want you to be scared i don't i don't want my mom's friends to not have fun um but i i have i have two left so I'll I'll do this one the way you want, but I get to make the last one. Um, I am just barely shaking my head. <laughs> can you come up with the third wish, and I help you kind of word it so that nothing bad happens? Oh, I already know it. Genies are tricksy, Jaina. Like, <laughs> um, y- y- yeah, you're a smart kid. You did a good job here. I I know you're smart, and I think you have good intentions. So I and she trust gets you. a little taller, like as you say that, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I am." So she looks at you guys, and she looks at her parents and her siblings who are still chanting at the altar, just oblivious to what's going on. And the genie gets smaller and comes around in front of her, and she whispers in its ear, and she whispers in its ear one more time, and there is a flash of light, and you guys are sitting on there living room floor and you're surrounded by the paper mache altar and this junk plastic lamp and the four family members that aren't Jaina seem a little dizzy and they sit down and you can see that their skull paint has run they've been sweating and the light is back to normal the temperature feels nice and cool everything seems to be back to normal Jake's beard is there we know all is right in the world because of that <laughs> Tass's paper mache bird falls to the ground as it was circling above him, and TJ has his voice back. Oh, thank goodness! Uh, I want to high five Jaina, and she does. She gives it back, and Lindsay's actually like, "Wow, that that was really good. Do you think we'll win?" I I don't see how we could not win. Good, good. I think the judges will be here in a while, so yeah, I I think this is going to work. It's going to be great. I'm going home! (laughs) And I'm just making my way to the door, just ranting the whole way. Almost got eaten by... There was a... I was a demon! And you can see that Neil and Lindsay kind of go back into the house the other direction and start to, like, reset things, because as far as they're concerned, this was all just like, oh, the adrenaline, and this was awesome, and everything worked really well. TJ, what are you doing? I'm going to go through the house again to see, like, you know, make sure everything's, like, in perfect order. Okay. Yeah. Jake, what are you doing? 
Uh, I want to ask Jaina what the third wish is going to be. So as Tass storms out of the house and TJ goes back deeper into the house to try to figure out, you know, oh gosh, what was everything? And uh, the two other kids go back into the kitchen to get a snack. And she smiles at you and she leans in. She goes, I love Aladdin. It's my favorite movie. And I learned from that. You wish the genie free. So before we go on, um, we need to shop real quick from the end of your time in Elnor. All right. So what are you guys buying? I am just going to buy the exact same car again. Oh. Uh, it costs 12 gear points. I had six left. I got eight. So uh, I'll spend my 12. And for reference, it is uh, uh, it's the Dodge Charger. The tags on it are... Weapons, anonymous, stealthy, and tough. And I'm just going to keep the last two gear points that I've got next time. For next time, I need to buy a car. Okay. Yeah, I imagine that every time that you uh, have a car out on the street, they're probably building the backup car. Yeah, I've just um, always got an anticipatory order in. Yeah, so any team that has TJ on it from now on will always have a backup car being built uh, for him to build from. For me, this seem it seems like you know you know in a lot of clone movies how they'll have like tanks of clones or whatever. Yeah. It's just that, but with a car, just like filled with cars. water, but with there's a car inside. Cars in in tanks of green fluid, They're just kind of growing like different. Like here's a little infant car. Oh, it's little, like a little two door. Yeah. And... one of them's like the Fisher Price red and yellow type car. Oh. They figured out some transformative magic where they just throw a Hot Wheels in and. Eventually. Yeah, it's like Ooh. it's like Ant Man and the Wasp. They just yeah. have a, a thing full of Hot Wheel cars. Yes. Oh yeah, I've I've used up all of my points. Um, I've got my revolver back. Yeah, because that's important to have. Um, and then I actually because we had talked so much about how we don't really have any AOE, we can't really hit crowds when we're dealing with all those minions and like the grenades are handy, but not in close quarters. Um, so I was trying to think of what would work for kind of mix, like close quarters and potential area spread. And um, actually, two of the guns on here could work for that. The assault rifle and the submachine gun both do area. Um, so I think I'm going to go with the submachine gun um, and do similar to what I did with the light rifle. And I want to have it as two settings. Oh, okay. Um, so the submachine gun is close, um, but I wanted to add kind of a, uh, a barrel on it that would add medium as well. What's the damage on the submachine gun? Three. And Three. it is area and then the usual. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got that. I'm just going to be covered in guns. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and um, I'm going to use the last couple of points to have a couple more grenades. Oh, okay. Um, the one other point that I had that I wasn't sure if I want to use, and I think I, I just want to go ahead and use it for just in case, is uh, silver bullets for the pistol. TJ? I'm going to go ahead and bank my points. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to save it up for something special later oh. down the road. Buying like a, a house, just a retirement house. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> 
of the gear points. Just making my retirement. Okay. So, did we conclude the current mystery? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? In fact, I think we saved everybody from certain death or worse. I mean, I think we saved Eddie and Jeff, probably. Like, anybody who was going to go through that haunted house. I think mm-hmm. we saved us <laughs> from certain death. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very possible. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Kind of, I think. What? Uh, well, uh, whenever I, I got the lamp, it wasn't like, you know, as soon as I possessed the lamp, I had control of that genie. Oh, that's true. It, it wasn't like Aladdin where possession of the lamp means you get the wishes. Right. Yeah. Like, it's almost like she had to finish out her wishes or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, but by that time, it was too late. She already wished it yeah, free. Yeah, she did. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. You did learn something about how genies work in this world. It is not kind of the old trope of... If I can wrestle the lamp away, I get the wishes. Nope, it's very much kind of you're imprinted on the genie till you make your three wishes. And uh, did we learn something new and important about the hunters, one of the hunters? Uh, I, I literally didn't know that Little Mermaid is TJ's favorite Disney movie. I'd say that's an important detail. It says a lot about a person, I think, mm-hmm. to know what their favorite Disney is. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anybody else? <laughs> I'm going to give you that one only because the difference between three and four yeses doesn't make a goddamn bit of difference. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, yeah, you guys get two points of experience. Anything else you want to talk about with this, uh, with, the, with the Halloween mystery? Uh, I just, I like, I like doing these throwbacks. I like uh, seeing things from all the way back when we started. It's, yeah. I know it's technically only been four months, but really for us, it's so much longer. Yeah. With all the prep and all the things on that very first live show, I think we technically uh, had done that before stuff was officially out. Yeah, I think that live show happened. We had recorded all of the first five episodes, but they had not yet launched because they were still being edited. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just seems like so long ago. I love that. Jake, roll plus sharp. Six. So you guys reset the haunted house and uh, you're getting it ready for the judges and uh, you take them through when they show up is grimby back is like the scarecrow the ramshackle killer back in the first room oh yeah okay i want to i want to make a sign that says his name and put it around his neck so that no one ever forgets our good friend grimsby grimby okay all right yeah so uh, jake goes uh during the uh the resetting of the haunted house and puts the grimby sign around grimby's neck and uh you guys lead the judges through the haunted house and they seem to have a lot of fun, and Lindsay and her family, they actually take home the first prize trophy. Yes! Uh, they have a celebration. There's some cake, some candy, uh, but you guys have all left by now. Uh, it's pretty late on the 31st. Jake goes into IPT to pick up his new car, and he sees that the uh, trophy case in the science lab where they keep the Halloween haunted house trophy has the nameplate missing because they're engraving a new one. TJ is uh, down the street, and under the street... Setting up his lab. Tass is at home, maybe watching some Netflix, hanging out. And there is a knock at the door. At my door? Yes. Oh. And you hear someone on the other side like, Tass, are you there? Tass? Uh, yeah, let me put pants on. <laughs> That's about right. And I do, and then I'll go to the door. You open the door, and this cloud of green washes over you. And you breathe a little of it in, and you feel it burn your lungs. Tash, you take one point of damage. Oh. Armor defeating. You swipe your hand through the air, and it clears, and there is this figure standing in your hallway. It's wearing a beat-up black hoodie. Over its mouth and neck are dirty bandages wrapped over and over, and the rest of its face is hidden by a plague doctor's mask. 
and it is pulling the bandages back up over its mouth as if it just finished breathing out this poison cloud that washed over you. And its head tilts at you. And Jake, you get the sensation that Tass needs your help. Uh, I, I'll run back out the, out the door and try and get to him. So you teleport into the hallway right outside of Tass's place. And as you do, you see this green fog slowly dispersing. And you see Tass in his doorway stagger and fall backwards. The figure standing in the hallway notices your arrival and it looks in your direction and then turns into green mist and disappears into a vent in the ceiling. Is Tass still there? He is. He is on the ground, coughing. I'm going to run over to him, like help him up or roll him on into like recovery position. Yeah, you do. Are you okay? What the hell was that? <coughs> I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I answered the door. Is a guy in a doctor's mask. There was smoke. I think it was whoever it was in the dream. <coughs> I'm going to try to lay on hands. Roll it. Ten. Nothing uh, happens. He goes to lay on hands to heal you, and the point of damage doesn't heal. Oh, that ain't great. Mm. Yeah, I can't help you. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what this is. We need to get you somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Mm. I guess, I guess IPT. Uh, okay, I'm going to grab him, and I'm going to try and get us to IPT. Okay, roll angel wings. 10. Yeah. Nice. You get you both there with no problem right outside the door to IPT. You take him inside or you assume you're taking him to, to the infirmary? Yes. Yeah, you get him down the stairs. Uh, Margaret comes down. What's what's going on? It's uh, Some guy appeared and <clears throat> hit me with some gas, some fog or something, and I, I'm hurt. I'm hurting and it. Uh, Jake can't heal me. <clears throat> well, okay, just uh, lay down. Uh, let me go talk to the boys in the lab and see what we can't figure out. And she leaves and uh, heads over to the science lab, uh, leaving the two of you alone inside of the uh, infirmary. Did you see where he went? I was, I was on my ass. Uh, he just vanished. Oh God, is that is that him? Do we think that's actually Nash? Doubt it. By all accounts, if Nash came after us, we wouldn't live. <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe an agent of. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want me to get TJ? I don't know what news they're going to bring us, but maybe he can help. I, I mean, if you want, I, I'm not worried about him curing me or anything. Just, um, you know, let him know what's going on. <clears throat> I'm just going to lay here for a minute and be in pain, I think. Uh, okay, I'm going to go back outside and teleport to TJ now. So TJ is in his workshop underneath the streets of Indianapolis, and suddenly Jake is beside you. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, could you warn a guy before you come over? Literally cannot. You see, like cement and wires and pipes and there's all this equipment down here he is just in this almost like bunker where are we uh you know it it is not something that i want to tell you right now i narrow my eyes i'm no it's not <laughs> nefarious it's just that you know i just wanted a place for myself okay yeah task got attacked and what and I, I can't heal him. I tried to heal him and it didn't work. What's wrong with him? Like a plague doctor, like from the dreamscape. And I'm getting wide eyed like, oh, no, this is all coming true now. Yeah, it showed up at his door and blasted him with some gas. And I don't know what's going on. Do you I, know what kind of gas? I have no idea. Uh, I start grabbing some things. I start grabbing like a vacuum. I start grabbing um, <laughs> like some oxygen masks and things like that. I'm grabbing like containers to hold like liquids and gases and things like that. What? All right, let's go. Come on. Where? Back to Tass. All right. I'll grab him and teleport us outside IPT. All right. Roll angel wings. Hopefully. 
Chad? Yeah, you guys appear outside IPT, no problem. I go into IPT to the infirmary, and I start making and weird sciencing together a contraption that will suck whatever poison is out of TAS and collect it for my research. All right, roll weird science. Do I do I have a say in this? Lay back, buddy. It's okay. Everything will be fine. You have a you have a vacuum. You have an actual vacuum. (laughs) Twelve. Okay, so yeah, you do create a device. Um, It utilizes some of the things inside of the room as well as the things that you brought. You place a mask over his mouth. It covers his nose, and there's also some plugs that go into his ears. And you activate it, and you can see a small amount of green gas comes out and into the machine. Excellent. And it's going into, like, the vials and everything? Yep. Okay, cool. Is he getting better or anything? He is not. No. Durant. Uh, I take the mask off. How are you feeling, pal? I've been better. Great. Um, So I take the vial of gas and uh, I take it to like the lab uh, to like the spectrometer. Machine yeah. And to... Margaret is in there with a couple of the scientists. Right. What have you got there? I've got some of the gas that uh, they attacked TAS with. Oh, uh, I great. need some of the boys to take and analyze this. Yes. Yes. Let's uh, come over here and help us with this. Be very careful. Apparently he's not getting better. Uh, so TJ, roll investigate a mystery, we'll and uh, they're going to help out, so you get a plus one. Rock on. Oh, shit, yeah. I've got, like, um, all of it. I've got every single point. Um, 13. All right, so you get a hold two. So what are your questions? Um, I'm going to go with, what sort of creature is it? Okay, and what would your second question be? What can it do? From what you've gathered from the gas that you were able to pull out of Tass's lungs and talking with the boys in the lab, they start running it through the database of the monsters that they have. What they discover is that it is a Vercolacus, which is a type of vampire, not one that they have encountered here at IPT very often. It goes off of the old myth that you have to let a vampire into your house, but this vampire works differently. If it knocks on your door and calls your name and you answer the door, You contract a wasting disease from it. It breathes out poison and you breathe it in. And at the start of each new day, the poison sinks deeper into your system. And on the seventh day, the disease kills you. And the only way to remove the disease is to kill the vampire that caused the infection. And as you finish reading this information from down the hall, you hear Tass cough and then let out a short pained scream. And TJ, you glance down at your watch. It's 12.01 a.m. Halloween's over. And the thing that you know is that if you can't find this thing and kill it, five days from now, Tess will be dead. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, and thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep. Yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? 
discovery, trials, the arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not gonna believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. These fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.